0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen.
0: That's about flat, nut. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, it's the hardcore legend, Mick Foley. This is Take to Steak Roberts. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes. Hey, what's up, players? This is Kenny Dong. I'm WWE Hall of Famer, hat star Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Wrestling with Ideals. Tough guy, oh!
1: This is the greatest wrestling show on the planet. Taking you through the crazy world of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live are your rambunctious hosts. The man they call Gibby. Zach McGibbon. The Beast from BC. Alec Miskey. The man, the myth, the legend. McGuire Forte. And prime time. Josh Primo. Now. It's time. To
2: wrestle with
1: ideas.
2: Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music, I'm the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the beast for BC, he is Alec Miskey. And in this very special episode, we have the other Zach of the radio broadcasting program. What up? It's Zach Langdon. <laughs> I'm uh, here. Coming all the way from British Columbia, is that right? This is true. Yes. So uh, there's a Zach, a Zach, and an Alec. We'll call this Zaz. Zazz. <laughs> How I like don't it? know. I don't know why.
3: Well, well jeez, uh. that, that's getting in a dark place. If you read Batman comics. That's true. <laughs> that's
2: true. Hey, so uh, gonna talk about Elimination Chamber. But before we do that, quick little bit of plugs. Uh, we want to mention later on uh, in this show. Gonna do, play our full interview with Bob Backlund, and you listen into that and. Uh, you got it back into wrestling a couple of months ago, if I'm correct.
1: This is uh, about a year ago. Last year's Royal Rumble.
2: About a year ago. And you, had, you didn't really know too much about Bob and what he was able to do. And you told me, because I need to fill up my ego, you told me this was a great interview. It was. Yes. It was a lot
1: of fun to listen to.
2: So uh, stay tuned for that. A lot of interesting stories coming out of it. Uh, so you'll definitely want to tune into that. And uh, Alec, we haven't heard
3: too much from you. How are you doing? Oh, you know there, eh? Don't you know? Doing fine there, but how about you there, you miss a young gentleman?
2: It's funny how we say you're the from uh, you're the beast from B.C. and yet you somehow sound like you're coming out of Saskatchewan or Manitoba.
3: The hick part of country, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, right. I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> 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 that's I'm from a there. shoot, brother. I'm from
3: there too. It's you okay. You leave Saskatchewan <laughs> and Manitoba alone, eh? <laughs> alone, eh? Hey.
2: Hey. So uh, we're not gonna talk about raw. Although there was some good stuff on it.
3: Yeah, that. there was. I but think, we, I think well, we just got hit on the high notes well, of the like well, we'll definitely talk about the Raw. Festival
2: of Friendship. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a great segment, But that first, was. We, we do have to get to Elimination Chamber. Yes,
2: we, we do have to get to Elimination Chamber. Can we talk about Festival of Friendship, though?
3: Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's please well, talk Let's, about let's it. start it with our Festival of Friendship. Yes. So and Zach Landon. now, now some <laughs> people might not know this, but we actually have a painting back here of Zach, the yes. creation of McGibbon, <laughs> <laughs> or Gibby, the creation of Gibby. Yeah. Yes. Now this is something you hang up in your like your dining room. Your kids, like, in whenever you actually have some, yeah. will want to look at it. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, they'll stare in awe of this painting. Because as Marco says, like you know, f- two fives don't make a ten. Well, Zach, uh, you don't
2: <laughs> you you don't let Marco go on that, eh? You're oh, just no. you're just all in on it. He <laughs> loves it by the way. He always messages me. He's like, I love it when Alec uh mentions the two fives, don't make it ten. <laughs> he loves it. Of course Marco Rossi being my color commentator for Great North Wrestling. Um. So, uh, but the festival of friendship. What a great segment that was!
1: It's probably one of my favorite things of Raw this year. It's like already a yeah. contender for segment of the year. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, Gilberg I mean, making his grand return. Oh we better God. get Ellsworth versus Gilberg in the pre show. Just pre show. Like I would love be it. Be just Remember, we all see. Yeah. yeah, I want a WLC match, but with Gilberg and Ellsworth.
3: Yeah, I mean they that's are what I want. Book it. See, every time someone says WLC, just imagine El Torito and uh, what's his face Cornswoggle. Uh, Cornswoggle just sitting there. Cornswoggle, here. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting he's, there. He's, he's out
2: in the fields of Georgia, just. Making cord. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Swabbling cord. But no, no,
3: because, because it's a WLC match. They're just sitting in the ring, playing like Wii modes, just waving them around <laughs> like that, trying to play WWE like versus SmackDown. 09. There's like a
2: mini game with the Wii that you have to retrieve the briefcase. You know, that'd be I would amazing. Play the
3: hell out of that game. Oh,
2: I I would too. I would too. They actually had a second WLC match for an independent promotion.
3: Oh my goodness.
2: I need to see that match. I, now.
3: I do too.
1: Although, the, we all see just from the, or not, uh, Extreme Rules was just perfect. Oh, it was great. It's probably like Match of the Night on that, and it was on a pre-show. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, uh, Festival of Friendship. <laughs> it, 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 it was great. Uh Friendship the
3: Magician. Oh my God. Loved him. Just, uh The spot where he added friendship to the list. Yes, that was great. (laughs) You just made the list.
2: Oh, man. Uh, And then the moment that broke all of our hearts, probably till the end of 2017, was when he is like, it's a new list. And looking at the list is like, why does it have my name on it? And then lifts up the clipboard, shows the list of KO. And everybody knew at that moment that this was over. Oh, no.
1: It's happening. that's when
2: the Titanic music played. And it just became even more sad.
1: I <laughs> was more sad than watching him beat up Sami Zayn. Yeah, this Very this sad. is like my favorite thing on Raw. It's the only reason I tune into Raw, and it's over because the
2: opening segment. I I have to go to this negative thing. Oh, I, have to have to talk, to? I have to we talk. I have about to talk about him? I have to talk about Emelina. Oh yeah! Oh my God! What was that? That was. Infuriating. Like, like, oh hey, uh, you've waited what? 17 weeks. Seventeen weeks. 18 weeks. 17, 18, yeah. weeks, 17, 18 okay. weeks, whatever. I don't know how
1: much we go into the backstage stuff, but from what I've heard, they basically tested the gimmick out backstage. They didn't like it. Now she's back to being evil That's Emma. why
2: you make debut. I hate this company sometimes.
3: That's why like, you debut why, in dark matches.
2: Why do you why have not? why do you have these? Why do you like <laughs> you made you took time to make promos?
1: We basically you got 17 I mean? weeks of Emma in a bikini, and now she's going back to what she was good at. Being evil Emma.
2: First off, they didn't in even bikini? have... a <laughs> bikini? She's been so good, you know.
3: You know we wanted to see it, but we had to wait. But this is the thing that I just don't get. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You build this thing up, you have her walk out, and they say, Now I'm going back to being Emma. And she walks away. End scene. What a waste of time. Not even a match. Just
2: Like if they did this in like three weeks, maybe I wouldn't be upset. But this was taking eighteen weeks. I'm pretty sure you can get a good idea of what the gimmick's gonna look like in under five weeks. And I'm not the I'm not an experienced wrestling booker, but I'm pretty sure that if in five weeks the gimmick isn't getting over, it's probably not going to last very long.
3: Now, would you say that Emmelina would have worked at Star Stampede?
2: For Great North Wrestling? Uh, by the way, little plug here. Cage Wars has been announced for Great North Wrestling. Now, I don't know if you've heard the stipulation about Cage Wars. This is the first time ever. This is history-making stuff, and I'm not even exaggerating. Every single match on the card for Great North Wrestling is inside an MMA cage. Okay. Every single match, so uh, it's gonna be interesting. Again, throwing out all the plugs. I'm like Michael Cole today,
1: just throwing out <laughs> all the plugs. You got Vince yelling in your ear. <laughs> just
3: remember, if you want this Black episode, Network, you just have dammit. to go onto our Podbean. It's nine ninety nine. Yeah, it is <laughs> nine ninety nine. One month free trial. <laughs> <laughs> and you get something for free. Yes.
1: We don't well, have. We don't which have. Which is the fees. show? Yeah. The show for
3: free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Will Macklin? <laughs> he started a new po- podcast, by the way.
3: Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> too, he's too cool to have us on it. Yeah. Yeah?
2: What a what a jerk.
3: I know, he right? He turned heel.
2: Make sure to send this audio clip to Will Macklin as well.
3: You jerk!
2: You betrayed us all!
3: I think we're getting a little off topic here, guys. I know. I think one of us might have to be eliminated.
2: Hey, speaking of eliminated, the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> nice segue. Nice change. Nice segue. By the way, uh, Mac Will's new podcast, The Jabroni Report. So after you listen to Wrestling with Ideas, check it out. Uh, full support to our former Wrestling with Ideas co host. Former be the key word. Um, but yeah. Pre show. Pre show. Uh, Kurt Hawkins versus Mojo Raleigh. Zack uh, Ryder's wins. best
1: friend versus Zack Ryder's other friend.
2: If they had Zack Ryder as the special guest referee, this would have been great. Yeah, yes. other than that, kind of boring. But no, n- not meant to be. Mojo got the win. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Mickey James versus Becky Lynch. Uh, this was actually becoming a good match. Um, I think if they get a couple more chances at it, I'd say maybe a little bit more time, I'd say. Uh, I think these two could have some really killer matches. I really do. Um, yeah. uh, this was actually the match I was looking forward to the most out of all of them. Even even more than the Chamber, because really? I was interested to see where this would go.
1: It's just kind of a grudge match type Thing. Yeah, it was yeah. a good match. It was the first, a good, good opener for it.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a good opener. I, I'm interested to see uh, if they're going to develop it more, uh, continue it at Mania, give it some more time. Because obviously it's Mania. Mania, they're going to try and make it a bigger deal, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought this was a solid match. Becky Lynch got the win, so she got her redemption over Mickie James. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to another, another matchup uh, between the two. Uh, we go to James Ellsworth and Carmella watching from the skybox with popcorn. And
1: this is a whole thing throughout the evening. It's basically the same uh, clip every time, but you know, it's what it is. Yeah, it's uh, garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's Big just. Cass is
2: just looking at it and is just super upset.
1: Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like I'm losing to James Ellsworth.
2: That's. Uh, although you know who will, who would lose to James? El- who else would lose to James Ellsworth? Gilberg. Gilbert, Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Right. Imagine the <laughs> dueling Justin chance. If there's if there's ever an Ellsworth uh, <laughs> gilberg match, there better be dueling chance. Ellsworth, uh, Gilbert. Gilbert, Ellsworth, Gilbert. That'd be awesome. Hey, so let's talk about the babyface Dolph Ziggler and the heels Apollo Crews and Kalisto in the handicap match.
3: I just want to say no one won this match. No one won. No nothing, one won. Nothing nothing nope. happened. Two baby
1: faces taking on a heel and then getting thank you, Ziggler chance. Yep.
2: Thank you Ziggler. Well it's because they have no characters.
1: Especially, like,
2: especially Cruz, oh my goodness. He Lord.
1: smiles and he he looks He good. smiles
2: and waves. Uh, so, uh, again, not really much we could talk about here with this handicap match. So, uh, just the heel uh, the heel is getting baby face pop. What else can we say? Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, including the Tag Team Turmoil match, uh, some more women's matches, and the Elimination Chamber match. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. You
0: know it's the Mac Militant coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Long, and I want you to know you're listening to the greatest wrestling show in all of the world, CKDJ 107.9. Holla, holla, holla. Wrestling with Ideas, players, make sure you tune in, and that's real
2: talk. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling with Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music. I'm the man they call. Give me Zach, even Alon Simi, he's the Beast from BC, Alec Miskey, and Woo! the other Zach of the radio broadcasting program, Zach Langdon. What up? That's your new. Uh, that's my. Ho- I have that's a whole. The other Zach of the radio
1: program. Even though I was there before you. Program. I know.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, you left us. You did.
1: I left to go back to BC.
2: You hit us a. Cha- you hit us with a chair and you
3: left.
1: I-, I am the Seth Rollins of this group. Is what you're saying.
3: That makes me Dean Ambrose. Uh, why do I have to be Roman? Cuz you're the guy. The big guy, the top guy. I'm not Ryback. <laughs> I am Ryback, gu- Mark. Listen,
2: I may not be a good guy. I may not be a bad guy. You're barely even a guy. Hey. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, let's talk about the tag team turmoil match. Uh Slater and Rhino versus the Ascension versus the Usos versus the Vaudevillains versus Breezango. Versus American Alpha. Am I the only one who wants Breezango to be
3: really good and win? Like, I, I, I did
2: Breezango so much. I, I really like their gimmicks.
3: Can I just be honest? I thought they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hadn't like dead heard dead? from them like in a long time. Like, I figured they went the way of uh, Sandow. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: well, oh, yeah. I don't know. The Ascension looked really good on the SmackDown Going Home for this.
3: And you thought maybe they're
1: trying to make The Ascension look good, and then they jobbed them out really bad.
3: Yeah.
2: They, this was just a match to showcase American Alpha.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like it, yeah. It's yeah. like, American Elf at all the big spots.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of the team. I hope to God the revival go to SmackDown.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Because,
2: for lack of a better term, this tag team division in SmackDown needs a revival.
1: This is, we, we've had this match like four pay-per-views in a row now. Yeah. It's been tag team turmoil. I'm like, I'm tired of tag team turmoil. Yeah, and, and they do this on SmackDown, too. Yeah.
2: And so it's not even just pay-per-views. It's SmackDown as well. They're just giving it away for free. So I'd like to see a couple more... Uh, I mean, Slater and Rhino were hot at one point, and now it's just kind of—they've killed his moment. Specifically, Slater's momentum. Yeah, and now he's and just. What happened to them breaking up? Didn't they like kind of tease breaking? They were up? teasing it, but I think they kind of realized that they didn't have anything for Slater, and they needed some more depth in the tag division. All five teams they have, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's funny because they do have tag teams to pick from in uh, NXT DIY. Uh, there's oh, there's a new team that's. Uh, making its way through I forgot the name but I think it's Heavy Machinery that's what they're called Otis Djokovic okay Uh, sorry Dozovic look for this guy this guy is so unique Otis Dozovic he's he's big he's wide but he can wrestle he is good I I think they also
1: should just do what they did with Sheamus and Cesaro and just kind of put two random guys together see what happens and yeah then you have another team to slot in there, you know, some and with maybe make two former champions either I C or W W E something. Just mm-hmm. so you have another team just to throw in there.
2: Yeah, I I I I'd, I'd be down for another makeshift team. Hey, let's put uh, Cruz and Kalisto in there. Why not?
1: <laughs> I mean, they they did tag team, although you yeah. know not really because Kalisto got beat up, right Badly. before the match. Thrown mm. right into the wall. <laughs> throw him
2: right... Like a fly? Hey, yeah, he's just like, whap! <laughs> On the wall. There's log. a new definition to the Spanish fly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm talking about the wrestling move, of course. Of course.
3: All I can imagine is Kurt Angle trying to put Shane McMahon through like a sheet of glass. <laughs> and well, how would
2: did... that be a Spanish fly?
3: I don't know. When you said throw him into the wall, it's like he hits it and just crumples because it doesn't break.
2: <laughs> oh, God. That was that was a brutal match. It was a move great s- match. That was a it brutal was great. spot. It was a great spot. It was, that <laughs> spot was... Because oh, Shane's
1: an insane guy. He is He's very just insane. insane.
2: Oh, by the way, uh, since since there's really not much to talk about for Elimination Chamber except just the main match, what do you think about Styles versus McMahon?
3: Oh God, no! Just is, is it Vince? No. Shane. Shane. Well, I mean, that's a better option. Yeah. But you imagine know, there's also Vince.
2: Stephanie. <laughs> imagine Vince. Just I try to imagine like a booking. He's like, I know that AJ Styles will give me the best match. Damn it! He says he's the
3: face that runs the place. I'm looking. But at I'm the f- face that owns it. I'm, I'm Vincent looking- Kennedy McMahon.
2: I can God. see him doing it
3: too, pal. He may be old, Book it, <laughs> but he would I do need, it. I need my five star
2: match. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and Styles is gonna give it to me. Damn it!
3: They're not paying attention to the steroid scandal anymore. I'm shooting up, Stephanie. I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, man. Oh, good old Vincent <laughs> Kennedy. Hey, Nicky so
2: man. let's quickly talk about Nikki Bella versus Natalia before you go into I'm very tired bit. of
3: this story. <laughs> I mean, the storyline I don't care about, but what happened at the end of the match was pretty nice. Like yeah, after, double count after, out. after it ended. Yeah. Double count-out. Nice way to end it. I,
2: I, I liked it. Uh, and, and it. And it potentially continues it along for SmackDown if they wanted to do another match. Because I don't think they're going to do Nikki Bella and Natalia again at Mania. No. no. From what it sounds like, they're going to do... uh. Bella John. and John, John versus yeah. Maurice, Maurice and,
1: and Miz. Please, ma- please let Maurice and Miz go over. That'd be great, actually. M-
2: Maurice's first
3: you match back goes happen. over. You know no what's going to happen? No one's going to win.
2: I know. Well, other than that, but you know what's going to happen? Cena's going to win. And then propose. And then propose. That's what's going to happen.
3: So because he has to. Because is, is WrestleMania looking like an eight and a half hour card now?
2: Yeah. It was like six hours last year. Yeah, I could barely.
3: was seven. Oh my god, that was are we counting I just mean, eight hours with without pre-show or, like, with pre-show? With pre-show. Because yeah. there's also the uh, giant memorial. Yeah. Yeah. Not oh, not God. the giant memorial battle royal. Just the giant memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just a giant memorial statue. Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so, like, the person that moves it wins. Now,
2: speaking of that, they haven't built up uh, Corbin... They should start to bring that back
3: more. But well, if you a... paid attention at the beginning of the Elimination Chamber match, they announced. Him as Are you the saying winner. I don't pay attention to WWE shows? Yes, I'm saying you don't pay attention to WWE shows. You don't even know who won the next match. Who no won peaking. the next match? No, peeking. Well, the next match was the Elimination Chamber. No,
2: wasn't. All it was It was Orton and you Harper, mi- missing... and Orton won. Yes, I remember that. Did he? I did. <laughs> Or do you have to yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I know is that was probably match of the night for a lot of people.
3: Uh, yeah, I thought Chamber a, as was. As a normal match, yeah, like that was the match of the night. Like, like the gimmick match I is thought Chamber was.
2: It's spoiler.
3: The gimmick match worked, and they yeah. did it really well. I I
1: also really like the redesign. the chamber. It makes sense. It's not as big.
2: I I, I totally forgot the two matches Orton and Harper and Bliss and Naomi. Oh yeah, we totally forgot the women's title match. We'll talk about that after this next commercial break. Uh, You're listening to Rusty With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's New Music.
3: Welcome to the Dog Pack!
0: Hey, everyone, this is Rick Steiner. You're
2: listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Welcome back inside the CKDJ Studios, Wrestling With Ideas, here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. And the man they call Gibby, Zach McGiven, Lon Saiby is the Beast for BC, Alec Misky and the other Zach of the radio broadcasting program, Zach Langdon. And, uh, well, uh, we, we already briefly talked about Orton and Harper, but let's just get some last-minute thoughts on what did you think of it?
3: I thought the psychology of the match was fantastic. I was expecting th- from a There match. was there was a moment there where you didn't really like you didn't really know if he was going to put Harper over or not. Yeah, yeah, and I,
1: I just I like the story going into it mostly. It's the story I've most cared about because it's been going on since <clears> what <throat> No Mercy, I guess the story's kind of been. Yeah, out. that's true. eh? So it's sort of like big long shot, and it's mm. made Wyatt and just the Wyatt family look powerful, mostly because they've had just the star power of Orton in it. Yeah. And Heel Orton is much, much, much better than Face Orton. I agree. Face Orton just bores me, because he's kind of just white meat baby face. What?
2: He hears voices in his head. They talk to him. Don't you understand? They talk to him! That makes him
3: a good guy. (laughs) Don't you realize that Face Orton really believes he's a snake? I'm a snake snake. eater! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But no, I thought, um, and like I was saying before, in terms of like Best match. That was it. Yeah. Um, the Elimination Chamber had so many great spots. Yeah. Especially the at the end.
2: Oh my God! The 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 catching uh, Sister Abigail onto AJ Styles.
1: Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know. But we do have it, to talk about Naomi and Alexa Bliss. But there are. It's just a yep. like, really um, good match.
2: Yeah. So. Out of the three women's matches, I say this was the weakest one. Yep. But still solid. If that makes any sense. No.
1: I no? I just
2: I thought it was okay.
1: It, I, just, it was put together so last minute. I didn't care.
2: Right, that's true. And I, I think, especially if I the they had time, it was rushed. I definitely agree. It was rushed at the end. But what what the part that wasn't rushed? I thought it was decent.
3: Yeah. Well, the fact that Naomi's just going to be a placeholder until some, Mickey
1: James or someone can win. Yeah. And I think Mickey James will be the next champion. Really? Though they're building you up like Becky's putting her over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if going to what happened last or uh, Tuesday on SmackDown. Uh, with Mickey James finally going over Becky, I believe is what happened. Yep. So 50, 50 Yeah. So you know you got to have. I mean, she's taking her losses now. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna build her up again to you know start kicking some butt. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing what happens because she's a big draw still.
2: Yep. Um, I'm. I'm a huge fan of Alexa Bliss.
1: So am I. I think Who isn't? I think she's we all are. The, I didn't know much about her in NXT, but like, cause I don't watch a lot of NXT personally. Mm-hmm. But since she's come up to the main roster, she's like my favorite of SmackDown's women. Probably oh, my favorite women. She wrestler has such a great character,
2: and when she's on Talking Smack, she, she brings her. Uh, she she her plays level her character so well. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so great. I, I remember when Bliss actually won the title. They had her emotional reaction, and, and then, then she just was, like that, she turned into. She's a like, heel. "Oh right, I have to do the whole f-
1: heel thing and not be."
2: But able. at least it was seamless. You know what yeah. I mean? It like you weren't like it wasn't like <laughs> I'm a heel now. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't Emelina. It wasn't Emelina, <laughs> exactly. It wasn't like that. It wasn't a Russo booking. Um, so we go to the Elimination Chamber WWE title match. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Miz, Styles, Ambrose, Corbin, Wyatt, and John Cena. This, who did, who did this you guys was have, my match of the night.
1: Who did you guys have going in winning? Wyatt. Yeah, I, I was going to go Only with Wyatt Only because of the Corbin. betting
2: odds. Yeah. But if if they weren't going to go with Wyatt, I did see them putting the belt back on Styles.
1: See, I yeah. thought I wanted it to be the Miz just because I'm a Miz mark. Always yeah. have been, always will be. You know, So I was kind of hoping he'd win it, especially after his great IC title reigns, yeah. reigns the last two of them. Yeah. You know, they were both fantastic. But I did have Bray Wyatt going in, just storyline-wise.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I did see Wyatt winning, um, but there were a lot of good moments. I think put Wyatt over big.
3: I think well, everyone came out of this match looking just good in general. Yeah. Just, just the fact that it started off with Styles and Cena beginning the match, They had Ambrose come in next, and then I think it was Corbin, then Wyatt, and then Miz at the very end. And no one got eliminated until The Miz actually came in at the very end. Yeah. And he just kind of, like, stood there and, like, almost kind of dumbfounded. they like you kind of come out and pin somebody, you know what I yep. mean? And I think, did he eliminate Corbin? Uh, no, Dean did. Dean did. So who... Miz,
2: Miz was the first eliminated. Yeah. Was he the first eliminated? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he tried standing away and, like,
2: not getting right, involved. That's right, that's
1: right,
3: that's right. Yeah, and yeah. then he kind of got beat up because it's The Miz. Yeah. <laughs> and he's awesome. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, but... After Corbin gets eliminated, he just freaks out and he just, just starts beating everyone people. up. And they have like a bunch of refs run down. It's like, no, 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 you got to leave. It's like, he's trapped in a steel cage with all these guys. <laughs> he doesn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, no. Like, and it's no disqualification. Yeah, exactly. So he can do whatever he wants. It was yeah. just great, and then I think the best moment was when Cena got eliminated, because yeah. it's not in your mind, like, you're going, okay, Cena's S- going to win, or it's going he's yeah. going to be the last one standing at the very end, and, like, you know, and, like, you see him get down, it's like, oh, wow, this just opened things up completely. Is yeah. it going to be Styles? Is it going to be Wyatt? Where are we going with this, guys? I want to know. I'm invested. Yeah. Feed me more. <laughs> You are a Ryback fan on the inside. No, aren't I'm not. You? I, I hate Ryback. Oh, I hate Ryback. Ryback. Right in front of a
2: Rybar, Rybark Ryback fan. Listen, Rybar. Ryborg. Ryborg. <laughs> um, but uh, yep. let's just let's just cut to the chase because we're running very close on time here. So uh, Bray Wyatt i mm. WWE championship. Very
3: happy with this Do you know what would've been better? Is if they didn't win the tag titles
1: So that would've been okay. His first championship ever That, would've been, that would've been good Yeah But they needed some way To get it off Heath and Rhino And it, that made sense They couldn't just Throw it on the VOD villains. They or could've or given the, it To Breeze Ango Yeah Great <laughs> transitional transi- <laughs> yeah. champions I'm cool with that Yeah but anyways, Bray Wyatt winning his first singles title. <laughs> I'm happy. I think everyone else is and happy. And he gets to go to Mania and defend the title. And he gets a clean pin on Cena. Twice. And Styles. Twice on yeah. Cena, though. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: true. Because the SmackDown, the... yeah. SmackDown,
1: he gets They're to They're really face, putting
2: him over well, aren't they? They get
1: to face both him and Cena, or Styles and Cena, at the same time. He pins Cena clean, though, mm-hmm. and wins and defends his title. And
2: amazing. Amazing.
3: So Cena and AJ can kind of go do their own things now. Yeah. Now, the best part about his Mania match is it won't last, like, 10 seconds long. Yeah. That's not, true. Not, it's It'll not actually Brock be Goldberg. a legitimate
2: title match.
3: Yeah. And it's, with Orton, like, you know the two are going to work well.
2: Yep. Exactly.
3: I think everything's going to improve I'm ex- no I I cannot
2: wait for the Sister Abigail into an RKO. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is it going to be an RKO mm-hmm. into
3: a Sister Abigail? Is it going to be Sister Abigail but, into the RKO?
2: But remember, on SmackDown... uh Orton rescinded his
3: um, right. His title
2: he says match. he's
1: not going to do it. He
2: says he's not going to do it, and they're going to do an, a battle royal next week to determine a new number one contender. And I think what they're going to do is Harper, uh, Wyatt, and Orton triple threat main event WrestleMania. I
1: could I could deal with that then elimination. Orton,
2: yeah, uh, ooh, that'd be
1: nice. Because you, and
2: Harper comes out with a... T- I don't think so. It's not going to happen.
1: But we can we can hope.
2: Imagine that Luke Harper's first title shot. Is at Mania
1: IC. His, oh, he had the IC for the type. WWE title? He had the IC belt.
2: Sorry, I'm talking first World Championship shot. Yeah, first oh. shot at the World Championship is at Mania.
1: That'd, like make, that'd put him over big. And why? Even if he doesn't win, he'd be over big there. So.
2: anyways, something to uh, some ponder.
1: To ponder. Food for thought. Wonderful fantasy booking. Exactly. Uh, Nakamura.
2: <laughs> we all go silent <laughs> because we all know we all know about your love for Nakamura. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to get you ready for your full interview with the legendary Bob Backlund, one of the greatest WWE champions of all time. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music.
0: Hey, this is Bob Backlund. You're looking at Wrestling With Ideas.
2: Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Uh, the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me as well is the Beast for BC, he is Alec Miski. And on the line with us, he's one of the greatest WWE champions of all time. And he also had a very uh, good run uh, with the WWE recently, managing Darren Young. He is Bob Backlund. Bob, how are you doing today?
0: I'm having a great day, young man.
2: <laughs> Sounds yeah. good.
0: It's good I mean, to be here.
2: It's 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 great to have you on the show, and uh, we got a lot to talk about here. But first, uh, you've got a book that uh, you're promoting. Is that right?
0: Yes, I I have a book. It's about my life, <laughs> and uh, the the um the book is all about me uh, in junior high school and high school wrestling. I learned six principles, and I utilize them in my life to become successful.
2: Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, so uh, we'll get things started here uh, first off I just want to ask uh, I'm sure it's also covered in your book as well but can you just give us a gist of uh, how you broke into the business uh, during the 70s
0: My, how I broke into business is a long process and uh, uh, it's all it's in the book but uh um, I uh, I met superstar Billy Graham in Fargo North Dakota when I was going to college there in 1971 and he asked me about the wrestling business, and I said, no, I wasn't really thinking about getting in the wrestling business. And uh, I was playing, uh, I got in, uh, after college, I went and played uh, semi-pro football in Mundelein, Illinois. It was a team that was under, up, owned by the Chicago Bears. On my way home, I started thinking, and, you know, I had, there was guys that had been there for 10 years and never really got any from the minors league. So I said, I've got to figure out something to do, and I... You know, I thought of Billy Graham, and then I, uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to try that wrestling business. And there was a gym in Minneapolis, which was called the 7th Street Gym, and I knew that a lot of the wrestlers from the AWA worked out there. I went there and got a membership, and then um, I was work there, uh, working out there every day, and kind of the wrestlers were there, but I never really talked to them. And one day, a guy, a guy by the name of Eddie Sharkey, he was running the business as far as the weight room. But he was a wrestler also, and he had a wrestling school going in the, in the back room that I didn't know about. And he actually asked me if I wanted to go through the process and try to get into the wrestling business. And I said, how much is it going to cost? He said $500. I worked and saved some money, went down and gave him the $500, and uh, that's how I got started uh, uh, in the wrestling business.
2: Nice. And uh, so let's talk about you joining the uh, WWF at the time. Uh, first off, what was it like uh, dealing with Vince McMahon Sr.?
0: Well, um, you know, Vince McMahon Sr. Was, is a, was a great man, and I didn't know him at all. Uh, you know, I was wrestling. Uh, I would like to tell you how I got, really got started in the business, if I can. Yeah, go ahead. It, my, when, I, the, when I entered the business, I, I, was, uh, I lived in Princeton, Minnesota, when I left home, I, had, I owned a 1968 green Chevrolet Impala, and I had $20 in my pocket. And I was pretty focused that I was going to conquer the world of professional wrestling because of the six principles. And a lot of people said, you're never going to make it. You're, you're not Mad Dog. You're not the butcher. You don't have a gimmick. You're just you. And I didn't, I didn't listen to any of that. That's one of the principles. You don't listen to negative things. You have to focus and think about it and believe that you can do it. And uh, I drove down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I made a reservation at the Sheridan. I got down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I had 29 cents left in my pocket from the $20 I started with. I went and had a match, and uh, Grizzly Smith, Jake the Snake's father, gave me an envelope, and I went out in the car and opened up, and uh, it had $5 in it and I, uh, I, I um, now I got $5.29. Now I have to call the Sheridan and tell them that I can't make it over there. I do that, now I got $5.04. I drive around a little bit and I go buy as much tuna fish as I can buy and I buy a can opener. Drive around a little more and uh, I found a church parking lot. I ended up sleeping in the trunk of the car that night. That's how I got started in the wrestling business. I started at the dirt bottom. Mm -hmm. And everything in my life, whenever I did anything, it was always that way. I started at the very, very bottom. I was never, ever the best. I had to climb the ladder and everything. Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, you you mentioned uh, Eddie Sharkey and Grizzly Smith. Are there any other uh, wrestlers during that time that really helped with your rise, uh, getting into uh, more prominence with the WWF?
0: Well, Terry Funk uh, played a big part. In uh, in in my success, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Terry Funk uh, and his brother uh, Dory Funk, their father had just passed away, and they took over the business in Amarillo, Texas, the territory. And uh, I was uh, working in Tri City Wrestling, and it was at Oklahoma, and they ran Alabama and uh, that area. And uh, Terry uh, called up. Uh, Grizzly Smith and asked him, I want a couple jobbers to come over and put me and Dick Murdoch over. Do you know what jobbers are?
2: Absolutely. The people that put over the uh, top yeah. guys, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, and uh, Grizzly Smith sent myself and uh, um, Bill Ash to Amarillo, Texas to go do this work. Mm-hmm. And I got there and I was kind of warming up and everything, getting ready to, I was going to be wrestling Dick Murdoch and uh, Terry Funk had it changed. you're gonna wrestle me you're gonna wrestle me uh on tv today and i i was really i I had been in the business probably three months or four months maybe yeah maybe four months he was going to do a broadway with me and uh he was going to make it look like i was just going to be a smash and i was going to make a big comeback in on him and chase him out of the building And he was a top guy then. He was just getting ready to take the NWA title and have a run with it. And that changed my career a big time.
2: Hmm. Definitely. Um, So I do want to transition a little bit more into uh, the WWWF. Uh, You were first uh, managed by the Golden Boy, Arnold Scollin. What is Arnold Scollin like? I've heard a whole bunch of stories about how uh, Scullin uh, would act uh, backstage.
0: Well, um, you know, I didn't, I don't know a lot about backstage because I was, I I dressed and I left the dressing room. Mm -hmm. I went out and did the Harvard step test in the wheel. I wasn't really interested in uh, what happened the night before. Uh, I I was an individual in the business, big pretty uh, pretty much. I was to myself. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wrestled everybody, worked as hard as I could when I was on the ring, but I can't tell you a lot of stories about the dressing room.
2: Okay. And uh, we'll talk also, uh, you were mentioning uh, superstar Billy Graham at the beginning. Uh, You had your first shot against him. A lot of people have said, you know, he was super hot with the title uh, when he he was holding it. And you came in and, uh, you know, you were the, I guess you could say, uh, the next person uh, to take the reins after uh, Bruno San Martino. How did Vince Sr. tell you uh, you're going to be winning the uh, WWF title?
0: Well, you know what, I was wrestling down in uh, Florida, Florida Championship Wrestling, and uh, that, do you know a person by the name of Jim Barnett? Yes, I do. Do you know a person by the name of Eddie Graham? Yep. They ran Florida Championship Wrestling, and I was there. And uh, um, Jim Barnett called me into the office one day and said, Vince McMahon Sr. is looking for an all-American boy to replace Bruno San Martino. And he, he said, who would that be? Who would be the best person? And I found out later that uh, I had an incident where I walked away from the temptation of doing drugs with the boys. And all the promoters knew that. And I, it was sort of a, a, a touchy situation. But um, Vince McMahon, all the promoters knew that Vince McMahon Sr. wanted somebody to be a better person out of the ring than in the ring. He wanted to have integrity and do the right stuff. And just about every promoter mentioned, said my name to replace Bruno San Sammartino uh, in the WWWF back then. And uh, I talked to Vince McMahon uh, that day on the phone. Uh, Jim Barnett called him, and I talked to him, and he said, you know what, I'm going to set up some dates, and you're going to come up here and wrestle on TV. I'll do it with Mr. Barnett, and he'll give you the dates. And I went there the first day, had a match came back in the dressing room, and um, Vince McMahon said, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna come back, we're gonna do it again in another a few weeks, I'll arrange it with Jim Barnett again. He did that, we went through a process of a ring in the dressing room, whatever, he gets me aside, uh, and he says, uh, you're gonna be the next WWWF champion. Uh-huh. He's told me the date, it was gonna be February 20th of 1978. And I left went back to Florida, did some stuff there, come back, came back and did some more TV um, appearances. Vince was trying to build up my reputation, Vince Sr., I should say. And, uh, and then uh, at, there was a time when uh, Billy Superstar Graham took the belt away from uh, Bruno San Martino. I think it was in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and he was doing very well, like you just said. And uh, I heard that uh, Billy Superstar Graham was trying to talk Vince out of putting the belt on me. And he had some pretty good reasons. And I didn't know Vince McMahon Sr. at all. I didn't know what he was like at all. So I was kind of wondering, I wonder if he's gonna agree with him. Because I wasn't a proven guy. I wasn't on top any place yet. And uh, um, I just wondered. And when I drove down to Madison Square Garden, on that day, February twentieth, of nineteen sixty-eight, I was uh, I was wondering, I was wondering what was going to happen, because uh, because he was doing so well. But Vince took me in the uh, in the room, and some people wanted me to change my mind. But I told him I promised Bob Backlund that he was going to get the title, and I told you that you were going to lose the belt to uh, Bob Backlund. So the weird thing was. When I was in the ring, I was looking across the ring and looking at a guy that had big muscles, had the WWF belt on, weighing about 275 pounds. I met the guy in Fargo, North Dakota in 1971, and he asked me about getting in the business. And uh, I didn't respond well, I, but now I'm in the business, I made it into business. Now he's trying to talk me out of getting the belt. And uh, I'm wrestling him, but I'm going to take it from him. I'm going to be the next WWF champion. I'm going to replace the greatest wrestler ever, Bruno San Martino. Absolutely. It was an honor. And I didn't know Bruno Sammartino Martino very well. I was out in Minnesota uh, listening to AWA Wrestling. My, man, my mom was a big wrestling fan.
2: Awesome. Uh, so. Uh... I want to talk a little bit more about superstar Billy Graham. Do you still uh, maintain contact with him to this day? No. No. Okay. Uh, no,
0: I, I don't I never I never got into the guys. I never got into the clique. I didn't want to get into the clique. If you know what I mean.
2: Yep, definitely.
0: Um, I, I I stayed an individual throughout my whole career. You know, and I thought everybody hated me. And I think they did. But in the long run in the book, they all respected me highly. Definitely. Um, they, a lot of, they, they, we, the co-author interviewed wrestlers, and the, his, his interviews are in the book.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, another thing I do want to uh, touch on, uh, Pedro Morales. Uh, yes. He rarely gets talked about uh, in terms of greatest champions of all time. What was your dealings with uh, Pedro and how uh, you wrestled with him in the ring?
0: Yeah, I, I like Pedro a lot. I, I liked him a lot and had a lot of respect for him. Pedro and I, uh, when uh, Bruno San Martino wrestled uh, Larry Sabisco in uh, Shea Stadium, we uh, uh, got the championship belts from the Wild Samoans. And uh, I, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but uh, uh, Vince Sr. had a rule that you couldn't have both of them. and you, couldn't, uh, he, uh, um, you know, he, I didn't ever defend the titles. Uh, they got somebody else to be his partner. And then they had a little tournament, I believe it was that was way back. And, uh, and that and that was uh, I met him. I knew people. I didn't know much of their background. I knew him in the ring, and that that was about it as far as knowing him very well. Mm-hmm. I I, I uh, uh, when I got done wrestling, I I left the building and uh, usually uh, drove to wherever I went home or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Um, I also uh, want to touch on uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Uh, yes. what, was, what was your dealings with him how, how was he like uh, to talk to that sort of deal
0: well you know what um, he was a great a great person in the ring great performer um, got over like a heck and he was the only guy that Vince came to me and said I'm thinking about changing the belt and I said you know he's a great person in the ring but I can't say too much. We're outside of the ring. I don't know a lot, but what I hear isn't good. Yeah. And Vince decided not to put it on him. And I would have been glad to do it if Vince would have asked me to do it. But uh, Vince and I talked it out and he figures maybe that isn't the guy to put it on. And he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like uh, uh, I liked uh, Mr. Snook a lot. But... Uh, um, He wasn't a real great
3: role model.
2: Definitely. Um, And so uh, one last quick question on this era. I'm only grazing the surface. There's a ton more uh, in your book, I'm assuming, uh, about your time uh, in the WWWF. But I do want to ask about uh, Hulk Hogan, how he uh, became the next guy to carry the company. Uh, If you were put in the position, instead of the Iron Sheik, uh, to take the loss to Hogan, would you have done it?
0: Um, well, I I could have done that if I, like, you know, they see they wanted me to wrestle him as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to turn into heel. Vince McMahon did. Yeah. And uh, I said no, I won't do that. I have a six-year-old daughter. She's going to start school soon, and I'm not going to hurt her uh, time in school. And because uh, um, I, I don't have a misnomer. I'm Bob Backlund, she's Carrie Backlund and everybody would know and, uh, and also I did a lot of work with kids in wrestling and I promised them that I was going to be a good person and I wouldn't do goofy stuff so I refused um, but uh, um, you know I don't I didn't dislike them but I, uh, um, I just wasn't going to hurt my family. My family comes first in every decision I make. Mm.
2: Definitely. Um, so, uh, moving on then, uh, going into 1992, uh, beating Bret Hart, uh, what's Bret like to work with in the ring?
0: Bret, uh, uh, Bret's one of the great ones. And, uh, um, there was a lot of buildup there, you know, uh, uh, there was a lot of talking about Lord, like Bob Backlund could never be a bad guy and Bob Backlund could never do a, do a good interview. The, the all American boy doesn't do good interviews. I was being an all-American boy. When I turned uh, into Mr. Backlund, um, that changed. Nobody started, said that anymore, and they didn't say I couldn't be a bad guy. Uh, I enjoyed being a bad guy, and I, but I thought I was being good, being a good bad guy. I went to Vince, and he, I said, I want to be bad at this time. He said, why? I said, because the good guys are lying, cheating, and swearing. Let me be good by being bad. Let me be bad by being good, excuse me. And uh, and I, I, every interview I had, I said something very positive about being responsible for your own actions. And uh, I had a thing where you had to recite the presidents of the United States to me to procure my signature. And I built up a voluminous vocabulary so I could agitate the plebeians.
2: Awesome. Uh, and... Uh Staying a little bit with it, uh, what is Vince Jr. like to work with compared with uh, Vince Senior? Obviously, we've heard a whole bunch of different sides on, uh, in terms of interaction. How did you interact with Vince Jr. compared to uh, Vince Senior?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, you know, Vince Senior passed away in uh, '84, and uh, um, Vince Jr. took over a little bit before that, and it was really a tough time for him. And I didn't really understand that. But he uh he in his uh he's, he's uh like uh almost uh completely opposite of his father. He was. And I didn't know that either. I thought they were kinda really into it by doing the business together, but I don't think it was like that. Um so when Vince passed away, uh the all American boy was gonna be gone. He was the one behind the all American boy. Um and I didn't really get to get into that, but uh Vince uh you know had to do what he was doing he made decisions on getting ahead he he was in a war at that time and uh somebody gets hurt one way or another in a war mm-hmm. um so he made decisions based on how he could get ahead and he made for business he made the right decisions mm-hmm. definitely and uh i uh um i had some problems with that decision at the time but uh i uh i don't have a problem with him. I haven't had a problem with him for the last maybe uh, 20 years that I, I think he made the decisions but he had to do that to survive in the business. He, he was very close to the red line. Mm-hmm. Now you, and I, I believe you know, he's probably the hardest working man in entertainment.
2: Mm-hmm. You were mentioning how you had a little bit of a problem. Could you just go a little bit deeper into that, just what your issue was with Vince Jr.?
0: Well, he told me that uh, when I get the belt from from, uh, Bret Hart in 894, I was going to keep it for a year, and then I was going to give it back to him. And three days later, he asked me to drop the belt to Diesel. And I was really looking for, you know, I I have so much respect for Bret, Bret Hart. I was really at that time. I was really looking forward to having the belt for a year and then giving it back to him in a big way. But uh, Vince wanted to do that. Uh, He said that, uh, you know, um, Macho Man Randy Savage left the business at that time, and he wanted to try to replace him with Diesel. And I did. I uh, I did. uh, I turned the belt over to him.
2: And and what is and what is uh, Diesel also to some uh, Kevin Nash what is he like to uh, deal with and work with in the ring
0: You know well I didn't work with him in the ring very much he did that's one true. move Yeah that's true and it was over and yeah. I uh, but my job as a wrestler is to try to make the opponent look as good as you can and I didn't really want to do this that night in Madison Square Garden but To make his hole look good, I crawled from the dressing room to the, from the ring to the dressing room. I crawled on the floor because I wanted to make his hole look as bad as it could. Interesting.
2: Um, So uh, now... uh last set of questions here uh, talking about your current run with the WWE uh, how were you first uh, approached about uh, being Darren Young's uh, mentor, coach uh, etc.
0: No, well uh, they were, they were uh, Darren Young uh, came up with an idea and he was looking for a life coach um, and he was looking all over and then he says uh, you know and we did promos and he told us but then he says "These." Uh, um, He's right in our backyard. The office is in uh, Connecticut, and he's right in Connecticut, the guy that uh, I want to be my life coach. So that's when I t- started uh, doing those little vignettes and uh, um, doing things with him and kind of coaching him along and uh, uh, checking out how he was on this and if he showed up on time and this and that and do uh, um, a process there. And then we finally, uh, you know, I was coaching him when he, as when he, when he goes into the ring. And then, he, and then uh, uh, a few, few weeks ago, he dislocated or tore his uh, elbow apart. The ball in the elbow came out and, uh, in, in, at Monday Night Raw, and we went directly to the hospital. And he's in rehab right now. He just had to have surgery uh, because uh, it wasn't as right as, as right as it should have been um, You know that first night they got it back in the the ball, and it. uh, But it wasn't. There were some things they had to take care of and scrape off the bone that got uh, damaged. Mm -hmm. So now he's back rehabbing, and uh, we're probably not going to be back until June Mm -hmm. in the ring again.
2: Okay, so uh, I'm guessing that means you're still uh, contracted with WWE.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't really have a contract. I was doing it day by day, and they were going to, uh, you know, they were going to do it, but we never got to it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. So, but if WWE were to call you and say, "Hey, Darren Yuns, ready to go? We want you back on TV," you would do it.
0: Well, yeah, probably, probably. But you know, you never know if if something, you know, something comes up. That's, you know, I yeah, probably yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I respect him. He's he's a hard working person. I know he's going to rehab uh, like heck, and he's going to come back uh, probably better than ever.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, give you another plug for the book. Uh, where can people find your book?
0: Well, um, I uh, I have a website. It's called Bob Backlund Now. It's Bob dot com, and people can go on that website and order a book through uh, PayPal, and then PayPal mails me. A, uh, or sends me an email and I got the uh, person that wants the book I got their information and I usually email them and tell them that I'm gonna uh, maybe uh, uh, sign your book and then I'm gonna send it to you today or whatever day if I'm not going to have time I'll do it maybe the next day but I'll, I'll tell them I'll have a little contact with them and I'll send them to it and, uh, um, and we've had great uh, uh, reviews about the book everybody's happy and especially wrestling fans they enjoy it immensely it's pretty detailed about things that go on in my life and uh and i'm i'm really i'm on a mission right now to inspire as many people as i can of all ages i sold an oil business because i think it's more important to try to have a good flu influence on people of all ages uh to try to make them have a better day and have a better life and i had a better life because of the six principles I learned in high school, in junior high school wrestling. And in that book, I want to turn those six principles over to you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, just one last quick question here.
3: Now, Bob, we've gone over so much of like, your past and everything like that, and I'm just really curious, uh, who was your favorite wrestler to work with, and what was your favorite match of all time?
0: You, you know, um, I, 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 can't t- I can't pick that out. I love getting up, and I love going to wrestling matches. I uh, I loved every day of my life. You know, probably the most memorable one was, uh, you know, the incident, the things that went on uh, with Billy Superstar Graham. Um, you know, meeting him in Fargo, North Dakota, when I was playing football with the college there. Um, and then finally wrestling him in Madison Square Garden. He w- And, you know, uh, hey, Snooker was a great worker in the ring. I enjoyed uh, Don Morocco. Uh, matter of fact, I just got a... Uh, on Facebook, he Facebooked me, and I, I said, you wore me out in all those hour matches we had. But uh, yeah, I, I, I worked with a lot of talented people. Sergeant Slaughter, um, just a wonderful person and uh, a, a great performer in the ring. Uh, Greg Valentine, uh, uh, you know, just uh, uh, Vince uh, told me, I'm going to bring the, the best people I can bring up here for you. And, uh, and he did that you know and it was uh i but i, I you know my uh, the match i remember the most was george the animal Steel because i i had a lot of problems uh, you know like he he did so many goofy things and i'm i'm used to going in and trying to get a takedown or a headlock or a hammerlock but he was just kind of like chaos throughout the whole match and uh that was uh that was kind of uh, it took me a while to get used to wrestling with him
2: <laughs> just want to let people know go out and get that book i'm sure it's uh, a lot of great stuff in that book and uh, we'll talk to you soon all right
0: yes uh, that that's fine and uh, um have a great day and appreciate the call and um um we'll we should maybe we'll touch base uh, sometime in the future
1: you have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet if you want to listen to older episodes of the show including full interviews make sure you check out wrestling with ideas on Podbean and on the Podbean app or listen to us on our new soundcloud page we can also be found on itunes stitcher radio tune in radio player fm and many more Make sure you keep on tuning in every Thursday at 6 p.m. to wrestle with ideas.